everyone. Welcome to Aberrant Behavior. It's your host, Christabel. It has been a while since I've been on here. And you know, I need to stop promising y'all that I will record every week or whatever. Um, because the truth of the matter is, I am a very slow, easeful person. I don't like to exploit myself or others for labor. So um, if there's a lot of life happening and I don't have the bandwidth to, you know, get on, turn on the mic, I just don't have the bandwidth to do it. And to push beyond that limitation that I recognize will be doing myself a great disservice and it will be doing y'all a great disservice too because I don't know. I feel like we talk about it all the time about how we need to, um, how we ask like corporations and businesses and, you know, business owners to not exploit the labor of others. But I feel like sometimes when it comes to ourselves, we don't take that advice very well. We push beyond what we are um, really able to handle. And um, I'm just not trying to be that way. Yes, the podcast is very important to me. I love talking. I love getting the feedback. It's just a wonderful creative outlet for me. But if it becomes more of a burden than what it's supposed to do, then yeah, it becomes a disservice. And so, yeah, I will try to turn on the mic um, frequently, yet I can't promise a, a particular schedule uh, because, again, if life is happening, life is happening and I have to address life. But I came on here today because I do have something to talk about. And that is um, something I was talking about on my Instagram like yesterday, the importance of being our truest selves in order to find our people. Um, I shy away from giving advice because... (laughs) There's just, there's enough of that. There's enough self-help. There's enough advice given out here in this age of social media. So I don't generally give advice, uh, especially when it's unsolicited. And I wanted to talk about something that has been really, really helpful in my life, in the way I navigate life. And that is the just like being able to be who you are at whatever point in life um, that you find yourself. It is not always accessible for people. So I just want to acknowledge that this again, that's why I shy away from advice, because not everything is applicable to everyone every time. So for some people, even though like I can just you know, just say, be yourself, you know, because in being yourself, you can find the people who really fuck with you. Some people don't know who themselves are. Is that how that goes? Some people don't know who they are yet. Some people are still in the discovery process because for many of us, due to societal conditioning and parental conditioning and this and that, um, we have taken on these many selves, um, And so it can be hard to access who we are deep down within without 
um, conflating that with what society or who society has told us we ought to be. Um, because that, that over years, it becomes just really difficult. At least for me, it became really difficult for me to be like, do I like this truly? Or do I like it because my mom likes it and taught me to like it? Do I feel this way? Or do I, you know, do I believe this thing? Or is it, do I believe it because my elder from my congregation told me that this is what I ought to believe. So it's taken years and a lot of therapy and a lot of just (sighs) introspection and watching patterns um, and questioning everything I once believed. And it's an ongoing process for me, but it's taken that process for me to be able to get to a place where I can be like, Oh, okay. Um, when I lived in Ghana, I didn't shave my legs, for instance. I'm just going to give you the most basic example I can think of. When I lived in Ghana, I did not shave my legs. And I did not have any feelings around having hairy legs. Because the people I grew up around, the culture I grew up in, does not have any feelings or does not... Um, ask, did not ask that I have any feelings around having, um, hairless legs. So now I moved to the U S and suddenly I'm shaving my legs pretty regularly every other day or every day or every, you know, a couple of times a week. Why am I doing that? Oh, you know, off the top of my head, if I don't do introspection, if I don't really sit down to think about it, it would seem as though I suddenly currently like hairless, hairless legs. But that is often not the case. At least that was not the case for me. It, was, it became pretty clear to me after a few years that I was only shaving my legs because the current culture that I find myself immersed in sees it as, um, you know, as the thing to do for women. I suddenly see hairless, um, you know, smooth legs as more attractive or sexier, um, than I did if than I did before I lived in this culture. That made me realize, I mean, in that example, I was able to realize pretty quickly that, okay, so this is not my beliefs. What I gravitate towards depends on which culture I am immersed in at whatever point in time. So I did an experiment where I did not, I purposefully chose not to shave my legs for a really long time um, while living in the U.S. Just to see, you know, what those feelings, what feelings come up for me. And I realized that the feelings that came up for me was that I really did not care one way or the other if my legs were shaved or not. So now sometimes I would literally go a year without shaving my legs and suddenly I'm like, oh, I want to shave my legs. And then I would shave my legs. And that in that instance has become my 
practice. Now I can say these are my beliefs, not just the beliefs that the culture I happen to be born into, um, currently immersed in is, you know, touting as the right thing to do. And so I use that same approach when it comes to just examining different beliefs I hold or different beliefs I've always held. And it's the same excavation and introspection process that brings me to a point where I can begin to discover for myself who I am. And after that discovery happens, um, and honestly, it's a discovery that is ongoing, perhaps for a lifetime, but after that, as that discovery is happening, I am able to authentically show up in whatever space I'm in fully, not perfectly, far from perfect, far from perfect. I still have like harmful tendencies. I still have conditioning. I have trauma responses when I'm triggered that are not things that I'm proud of, but there are things that is a part of me. And because there are things that are a part of me, it is what it is. Of course, depending on the particular triggers of whoever I'm associating with, they may decide that these things about me that are a little less evolved um, is something that is very harmful to them, mildly harmful to them, whatever the case may be. But then they make the decision that I cannot be a part of their life. And yes, it's things, right? You want to beat yourself up. You want to, you know, be like, ah, if only I could just like use... <sighs> better techniques when I'm angry. If only I could just use words that are um, less harmful when I'm triggered, then I can become more palatable and this person would not have to remove themselves from my life. But the truth of the matter is I am where I am until I'm not there. So in the meantime, if someone feels like the way I am is causing them harm, it is absolutely acceptable for them to make the decision that they cannot have me in their life. And it goes both ways. Um, so I can make that determination for myself when it comes to other people too. And even that, even in that situation, there are still people who are going to see our less evolved selves and still be like, I fucks with her. Not because I um, condone her unacceptable behavior, but because I see her in, in her fullness and I'm still choosing to associate with her because for me, her good outweighs her bad or for me, her bad, her quote unquote bad is not as harmful to me. And it's something I can deal with or tolerate. And those people 
are your people. Those people are the people I feel like the best around. Those people are the people who do motivate me to not give up on constantly working to refine behavior that I am not proud of. Because that work for me, that work of constant refinement and evolution cannot happen without a baseline acceptance of who I am for good or bad. And this behavior or this, you know, thought process is modeled for me best by my therapists. I can sometimes be really feeling shameful of something I did and I wouldn't want to show up in therapy. But inevitably, I will show up in therapy and recount whatever the situation is with much shame and self-flagellation in my voice. And my therapist will say, okay, can we work on forgiving? Can you work on forgiving yourself for that? Can you work on showing yourself love despite that? Is that something that we can consider? Is that something that is worthwhile um, working for and towards? And in them modeling that just because I want to do better or be better um, does not mean I have to hate who I am currently, that has been transformational in my life because I don't know, I don't know, you know, how it is for you, but for me, I have found out that shame is rarely a good motivator for change for me. It's just, I get stuck in the shame cycle. If I go that route, I get stuck in the self-flagellation shame um, cycle so much so that it's like, one step forward, two step backwards, one step forward, two step backwards. But if I can approach myself from a place of love and tenderness and grace, I'm able to just like be like, okay, that happened. I'm not proud of it. Now, now let me learn new skills. Let me figure out how to refine this a little bit more just a little tiny bit for the next time I'm presented with this challenging um, situation. And by doing that, overall, especially after six years of therapy, there is obvious forward momentum. There is obvious like, yes, Christabel, you are refining behaviors that you wish to refine. You are less harmful with each triggering encounter. You are doing it. And then I can just like really clap for myself, pat myself on the back, take myself out for a date. And I'm in that process, I am surrounded by a very small core group of people who have seen that evolution, who are, you know, blessed now by that evolution. I can show up better for them. I can, I can just be the least harmful I've ever been 
to them, with them. And I think that is so important when we're seeking community, when we're building community, because otherwise we have a bunch of people who are just faking it till they make it, who are modeling behavior that I have seen that they begin to believe that they have truly changed or that they have improved on harmful behavior. Meanwhile, what's really happening is that they are showing up in a certain way um, in different circles to be appetizing um, to who they're around. Um, especially with that, like the influx of meme, meme, <laughs> what's it called? Meme therapy that will have you like cut this person out of your life, cut that person out of your life. That person is, um, is toxic. That person is a narcissist because we're like reposting and like internalizing these messages. We don't want to be perceived as the toxic person. We don't want to be perceived as the person who is quote unquote narcissistic. So we are reposting memes that are not in line with where we are. Some may look at it as aspirational. And I think the reason why this came onto my heart to talk about is that I know people in real life who repost like the most beautiful like memes or the most like drop that drop that person or cut that toxic per- person out of your life. Meanwhile, in real life, they have perpetrated so much harm towards me. Personally, so I'm speaking from personal example. People literally I know who are just the bastions of like woke and evolved and healed ever on social media. Yet in real life, they are they are unapologetic liars. They are incredibly like harmful and especially as it pertains to my particular triggers. These people are people who have triggered me or have perpetrated harm against me with very little apology, very little restitution. But you would not know that by looking at their (laughs) um, social media presence. And I just feel like we need to stop doing that. Like, I get it. Like, sometimes people don't cuss on social media, even though they cuss every other word in real life because they want to be palatable to brands and this and that and the other. I can get that, you know, even if I don't agree with it, because that's just not the way I operate. I don't want there to ever be a disconnect between how you see me on social media and how you see me in real life if we ever um, meet in real life. Like literally what you get online is what you get in real life. And I'm intentional in that approach because like, I don't want to fake myself out. I don't want to convince myself that I am doing work by reposting things that I'm not actually doing because ultimately my goal is is to be better. My goal is to continuously refine behaviors that are harmful um, to humanity, to myself and to other humans. My goal is to consistently live in alignment with my true values. 
So I don't want to fake myself out. I don't want to think that because I'm reposting these nice things on social media, I must be doing the work. No, 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 no. Because for me, the work only ever happens in like with my therapist, with when, when I'm quiet, when I'm by myself, when I'm, when I'm interacting with my most intimate community, I can receive feedback from them. I can see how my words or my actions are affecting them in real time. And then I can, you know, determine to do better because I do not want to cause harm to the people I'm in community with. That's where the work happens for me. I don't know about you. Um, so so I'm, I can, I, again, I can only ever speak from my perspective. And um, I just want us to be able to find people who love us, who accept us in, 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 in totality, even when they are not pleased with our more troublesome behavior and um, they can provide feedback in lovingly. And that's where therapy comes in so, so handy for me. I know it's a privilege to be able to afford and access therapy. And I wish for that privilege for everybody who wants it because it has been so instrumental in my growth. So, um, and, and one of the biggest ways, if I could name it, is by teaching me self-compassion, by teaching me how to give myself grace, by teaching me to love the parts of me that I want to hide from the world. Um, it, it's not a celebration of like being a harmful, triggered, um, abusive person. Far from it. I believe that it's only in love, in grace, in self-compassion, in love for others and ourselves, are we able to access the parts of us that can do better, you know, do become better. And I wish for that for everyone. So this is just my little um, contribution and just like, saying that this has been, this approach, this lens has been so helpful to my growth. And I offer it as a perspective that may be just as helpful to you. Um, May we all, may you and I be able to show up fully. May you and I have people who can support us in our fullness. May you and I have people who can correct us lovingly. May you and I be able to correct ourselves lovingly. I wish that for you as I wish it for myself. Um, And until the next time I have something to say, have a wonderful, wonderful day Um, and talk soon. May you and I be able to correct ourselves lovingly. I wish that for you as I wish it for myself. Um, And until the next time I have something to say, have a wonderful, wonderful day Um, and talk soon.